Blog Talk Radio. Mysteries. I'm Sherry Knowlton, author of the Alexa Williams series of books, Dead of Autumn, Dead of Summer, Dead of Spring, and Dead of Winter. My next book in the series is going to be released in uh, February of next year. And I'm J.M. West. I write the Carlisle Crime Case series, Dying for Vengeance, Courting Doubt and Darkness, Darkness at First Light, How to Die in Fall, featuring Carlisle homicide detectives Christopher Snow and Aaron McCoy. And my latest mystery, Things Strangled, was the release last year. And I just submitted my latest book, uh, which is a, a historical novel to Sunbury Press. Wow. Um, our books are published by the Sunbury Press imprint, uh, Milford House. And among our guests on the podcast over the years, we featured uh, fellow Milford House authors, um, non-Milford House authors, um, but we've also featured one of our publishing house's editors and even our publisher. Uh, Today, we're pleased to have another Sunbury Press Milford House guest, uh, although he has a very broad portfolio that extends well beyond Sunbury, as you'll hear about. Joe Walters, editor, marketer, publishing entrepreneur, and writer, is going to talk to us today about the marketing aspect of publishing. Joe Walters founded the Independent Book Review in April of 2018. During his time marketing and publicity director at a small press in Oregon, he discovered just how difficult it is for small press and self-published authors to get the attention they deserved. So he hopped on the Internet, came up with a name, got confused for about a million straight hours, and then made independent book review happen. He manages the acquisitions, services, and publication departments there. In addition to his work at IBR, he is a book marketing specialist for both Sunbury Press and Paper Raven Books. When he's not doing publishing work, he's working on the novella and trusting the process. Welcome to Milford House Mysteries, Joe. Hey, hey, thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm really excited to be here. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Good. That's a positive attitude. Well, <laughs> so thanks for... <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, you know, for new and emerging authors, uh, once they've successfully jumped the hurdles of writing that novel uh, or book, uh, finding a publisher, all of a sudden they run into marketing. Um, and from my own experience, I can say that I had no idea how much an author has to become involved in marketing his or her books. Tell us, Joe, how did you get started in book marketing? Were were you an author frustrated with the task that writers face? Uh, 
um, in finding a workable approach, or did you come in it from a, 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 another path? Uh, yeah, so I, I would take the roundabout uh, direction there. Um, so I graduated um, college with a secondary ed English degree, so I was a English teacher for two years, and I uh, hated oh. it. Uh, so the next step uh, for me was to uh, to slip into a way where I can uh, devote my time to writing and books, just because I knew that was the part about English and about English teaching that I liked was the books part. Um, so I went ahead and just worked on my craft for a few years, uh, moved around, uh, did some some serving work to make sure that I had uh, some steady income while I worked on everything, um, and volunteered for some literary magazines and just kind of caught. Um, interested in the publishing realm. Um, and then once we uh, decided to leave Rhode Island, um, then we moved on over to Portland, Oregon, uh, where I was continuing to work on my craft and continuing to, to volunteer for a literary magazine um, up until the point where I saw that a uh, local publishing house was hiring a marketing director. Um, and so with absolutely no confidence that I would be able to get it, I just walked in there and had a conversation with the publisher um, and uh, did some research beforehand on what exactly a marketer did because uh, I was pretty behind. Um, and then I lucked up in the interview, uh, worked out really well, um, and then had that position at Inkwater Press uh, for the rest of the time that I was in Oregon uh, before I moved back to Pennsylvania. Um, so I worked, at a, worked as the book marketing director at Inkwater Press, um, and that was my opportunity to really discover how difficult it was uh, for all of our authors to get their books noticed. Uh, the big houses, the big publishing houses, um, and those who have big names, uh, they have a slightly easier opportunity, not necessarily easy, but slightly easier opportunity to get reviewed and interviewed and publicity in major media outlets. Um, but unfortunately, uh, with the onset of self-publishing and with uh, small presses kind of working in a similar realm, uh, every time I was reaching out to people to try to get our books noticed, it wasn't exactly working. Um, so I just kept on hitting the trenches, kept on researching exactly what I needed to do to improve our author's platforms and to make sure that uh, we had a better chance of getting those major media outlets' attention. Um, and once I was done there, I was not ready to uh, quit. I wanted to move back home. Uh, Pennsylvania is home to me. Um, and so from Oregon, I knew I couldn't work for that press anymore, uh, but I just decided that I needed to start my own thing. And so that was why I started an independent book review. And that was why I focused on uh, small press and self-published books. I wanted to make sure that they had a platform that focused solely on them. Uh, and so then I got a bunch of experience after that. Uh, so independent book review opened a bunch of doors. So that led me to Paper Raven Books uh, and now has led me to Sunbury Press. Oh. Well, that's a good segue. So what advice do you have for those small press and self-published authors about mounting marketing effort that will grab readers' attention? Uh, yeah, sure. So that is a, um, it's a big question for sure. Mm -hmm. um, book, book marketing has many different uh, categories that I usually like to fit things into, uh, including publicity, making sure you get um, media recognition, uh, make sure you get uh, reader reviews, consumer reviews, make sure that your social media is working well. Um, and so in order for you guys, um, for small press and self-published authors, to make sure um, that you get started off on the right foot, I would usually recommend to improve your author platform as quickly as possible. 
so making sure that your digital imprint is uh, easily found. If you're walking up to somebody on the street, uh, please don't do this, but if it is the case, if you walk up to somebody on the street and say, hey, I wrote a book, uh, not a great strategy, but um, if you leave your name, if you leave your book, they should be able to go on the internet, Google your name, Google your book, and be able to find that information. Um, and so from then on, they can start following you. Uh, they can start following you through social media. They can subscribe to your blog. Um, and so ma basically making sure that your online imprint is uh, dynamic first and foremost. Um, and then after that, really, I think the most important thing for small press and self-published authors to really know um, is that it is going to take time uh, and a lot of it. Um, it really is just a matter of getting into the trenches, recognizing what you need to do, setting your goals, and giving yourself the time to actually pursue it and the time to actually get it done. Um, because a lot of book marketing can be done uh, for free, uh, even though there are a lot of places out there who um, want to make sure that you are pursuing advertising, which is absolutely worth it, but also very, very difficult. Um, there are ways for you to just put in two hours a day, one hour a day, two hours a week, uh, to make sure that you are dedicating yourself to making sure that your platform works, to make sure readers are finding your books, um, and to make sure that your books are starting to sell. Um, but it's a long and strenuous process, and that's part of the reason also why I like my job, uh, is just because I get to authors down uh, from the pain that they feel, because I see it every single day. Um, but it really is, we're all in this together. Um, and so I want to make sure that everybody knows that you can do this. It's going to take some time. It's going to be frustrating. Um, but as long as you're willing to put in the work, it'll pay off for you. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you have that positive attitude. And some days it does seem like it's an uphill climb as an author. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned was reviews, so let's talk about that for a minute. Um, we know that um, Amazon will promote books that uh, that receive 50 reviews, um, and you know, getting to 50 reviews is easy for some books, uh, not as easy for others. Uh, Goodreads is another influential site where uh, readers go out and get suggestions for books that they may want to read and leave reviews. What role do book reviews accomplish for authors in your mind? Uh, that's question one. And then second is how can authors encourage readers to write reviews? Uh, for me, sometimes it, it uh, seems like a another uphill battle. I know I said that earlier, but, you know, you ask people, they say, yes, they will, and then they never do. Um, and, you know, you have to understand people have lives and other things to do other than worry about your book. But what tips do you have? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think you repeating the uphill battle thing is uh, pretty uh, relevant, so don't worry about that. <laughs> I feel like it's <laughs> the entire thing is an uphill battle, um, so keep on trucking. You got it. Um, but uh, so there are two questions in there. First of all, is just uh, what book reviews um, accomplish for you, um, and then the second one is how to get uh, reviews from people you know, your followers, and and to make sure that you know how to do it. Uh, so the first way uh, for what they accomplish, I usually look at book reviews in two different ways. Um, the first is the publicity aspect of it. So now we're talking about um, local outlets, national media outlets, 
uh, blogs work too. Um, and so those ones, um, as a marketer, I spend every day uh, usually pitching someone, uh, pitching a, uh, a large media outlet or a small one. Um, and those benefits are really to make sure that we're bringing in new fans. Um, and so we are going to other places to make sure that not only that they have fans, but I also, as an author or a marketer, have something new to post to my already existing fans. Uh, so I have my own. I'm cultivating my own relationships with my fans. And then through pitching and getting book reviews elsewhere or author interviews elsewhere, um, I'm bringing in those new fans. Uh, so number one would be the publicity aspect, making sure that your fan base is growing through media pitching. Um, and then the second one would be those consumer reviews. And consumer reviews can often be misconstrued. Um, I feel like a lot of uh, questions I get is, uh, I'm getting these Amazon reviews, but I'm not increasing my sales. Um, because first and foremost, when you ask for a review, you are not selling a book. You are only making sure that your book sales page um, is not only uh, looking better, your platform, whenever you send someone to your Amazon page, it looks better when you have 100 reviews um, and many of them are verified purchases and the description is strong. You make sure that that page is as impressive as possible. Um, but also when you get a certain number of reviews, you start to rank higher on the Amazon search engine. So you get to choose uh, keywords when you publish a book or your publisher uh, chooses your keywords for you. Uh, whenever a just random reader browser types in in the search engine, uh, young adult fantasy uh, superhero. Um, and so if you have more reviews than someone who also uses that keyword, your book is going to be higher in that search engine. And a lot of people, especially during COVID, but even before then too, um, use Amazon as their bookstore. They browse it, they uh -huh. take a look, they look at the description, mm -hmm. and they see if this one place has a lot of reviews, or this one book has a lot of reviews, then that means that it has validation. Um, so it really does help big time, both with uh, just the way that it looks, the way that it comes across, um, and uh, because it helps the Amazon search engine in the end. Um, and if you're an author and you're trying to get reviews, so how to get them to leave your reviews, I feel your pain. Uh, <laughs> it is very, very <laughs> difficult uh, to make sure that those who are following you, those who want to support you, are actually taking the next step and leaving the review on there. Um, and every single relationship you have with a reader is different. Um, so you could potentially have uh, a reader that you reached out to separately, who you do not know in person, but you recognize that they like your genre. You've seen them leave reviews in the past. Maybe you follow them on social media, um, and you uh, reach out to them to see if they would be willing to read a book uh, for free. And if they say yes, awesome, send it over to them. And then um, a, after a little bit of time has passed, I usually give it around four to five weeks, just pop back in. Uh, and say, hey, how did everything go? Uh, did you have time to, to leave a review by any chance? Uh, it would mean a whole lot if you did. Um, and so that could work. That second follow-up very, very well could have worked, or it might not have. They might not answer that second time. They might have disappeared um, on you. But 
you did everything that you can, and that person is likely gone for you. Um, but it doesn't mean that you are done there. So you can always go out and find new readers on the Internet. If you go through Amazon book sales pages of your, uh, in your book's category and genre, you can find new reviewers uh, who have their contact information who want to be contacted to make sure that they get those, um, then you are in good shape. Keep on pitching. Don't stop pitching for Amazon reviews. Um, it can make a really big difference to make sure that your number gets up there. Um, if they are your followers, your fan base, your family, um, that one gets a little bit trickier. I've had authors in the past who got angry. I would not take that step. Um, it's, it would be very helpful if, um, if you had a, an event at the beginning, if you had an event at your launch um, and you mentioned it at the beginning of your um, when, once you're about to start signing books, say like, yeah, thank you so much for coming here. If you think about getting a book, it would mean so much to me if you were able to leave a review. Um, and make sure that you're posting on social media. Um, not too much, um, but I would say once a month, once every two months, maybe stop in um, and say uh, how much, how important it is for authors to get reviews. Uh, you don't necessarily have to ask your fan base if they can leave a review for you. You can if you'd like, but I think the more um, acceptable way to do it to make sure that your followers aren't annoyed at you and they want to keep on following you is just to let them know why it's important. And even if they had bought your book a while ago, they had promised a while ago um, that they would leave a review and didn't do it, but they continue to follow you on the Internet, um, then they can absolutely see a post like that and be like, oh, you know what? I forgot about it. And then they head on over to Amazon or Goodreads and finally leave their review. Um, it does take time. And if you have family and friends that you're working with to, to try to increase the number of reviews that you have, just try to make sure that you are patient and you recognize that it is um, it might seem like little to you um, to just go in and, and leave a few lines but oftentimes they don't really understand the process of leaving reviews. Helping them out a little bit too would be nice. Um, just let them know where on the Amazon sales page they can go, what exactly they can say. Uh, let them know that it doesn't need to be long. It only needs to be a few lines, a rating, and then it would mean the world to you. Um, so make sure that you approach it from two ways in the end, with patience um, and also with persistence. Oh, that's good. Patience and persistence. I like that. You know, oh, yeah. There seems to be some controversy about, you know, which social media avenues to pursue. You know, some say a website is a must. You know, others say, suggest that accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram would be better. And I found that personal book signings for me is the most effective, but of course that's been postponed because of the pandemic or some events canceled. So what would you suggest for authors to concentrate on as far as the most effective social media platform? Um, yeah, so this, this varies as well. Um, so I would say for your first part, though, the website being essential, I do consider the website fairly essential. Um, I also mm -hmm. consider it fairly um, not necessarily easy to set up, but um, a one-stop setup where you can head in and make sure that you create everything, make sure that your landing pages are clean and make sure that your links are there, make sure your book cover is there, your descriptions, your author bio, 
Um, so that can be done even if you struggle your way through it. It can be done once, and then you can let it sit for a long period of time. And so I do consider the website to be very important, especially considering uh, your Google searchability that will often come up pretty early on. Um, and then social media, you do need to be a bit more active in order for that to work. One post every month doesn't necessarily work it the way that a website would. Um, and so then we get into the idea of either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And the first piece of advice I usually give out is uh, choose which one you feel most comfortable using. Mm. It really is that simple because if you do not like one of the platforms that you sign up for, then you're not going to use it. You're probably not going to be great at it. Um, and it'll also take away from the time that you could be doing other things. Um, so make sure you focus in on which one works best for you personally. Um, in terms of the broader view of uh, all three platforms and with books specifically, um, Facebook pages have uh, diminished in effectiveness as of the last uh, few years um, since Facebook kind of takes away from the amount of followers who see your work now, uh, who see your posts. Sometimes if you have 800 followers, you will only get 100, uh, 100 views in, in their newsfeed and you have to pay in order to get everyone. And you can be very good at it. There are Facebook pages who are effective at making sure that people are commenting, liking, and resharing um, the content that you put out. And that way, you can make sure that you are reaching new audiences. So that way, it can be effective. It is not my personal favorite um, on a book marketing level. I usually don't mm -hmm. recommend having a Facebook page only. I don't think it's necessarily uh, the way to make sure that you are increasing your followers. Uh, Instagram is uh, great. I think that it is... Uh, continuing to grow. It, it helps a, a younger demographic as opposed to um, Facebook. So Facebook is kind of, um, it's been around longer. And then Instagram is a branch off of Facebook now um, that focuses in on photos only. And if you are good at taking photos, if you are good at being personal and professional on there, and you are able to recognize the importance of uh, Instagram stories and making sure that your actual Instagram profile page is attractive to look at and also easy for um, readers to find. If you are commenting on other people's Instagram posts and you are bringing in people that way and using hashtags effectively, Instagram can work really well. Um, but at the same time, some people don't enjoy taking pictures. I, for one, um, am terrified. Uh, <laughs> so I don't have an Instagram. I'll likely get one when my book comes out. Um, but it is a, um, it's not for everyone. I would definitely recommend if you don't know anything about it, at least to check it out, at least to take a look at which book and author profiles are the most attractive to you, what the styles that they use and why they're working for them. Um, so take a look around. I like Instagram a lot. I think it can work, um, but it does take a lot of work too. Um, and Twitter is also uh, not exactly for everyone. It's uh, got a great publishing world on there, a lot of writers on there, a lot of publishing professionals in there, um, and a lot of readers too. Um, but it also requires uh, you to be active and to make sure that you are building personal relationships on there. Uh, Twitter often gets misconstrued uh, with if you hop in every once in a while um, and drop your book link or just talk about your book every single time, or even if you are only 
uh, writing small little microblog entries every once in a while. Um, the amount of followers that you have is not the important part. The important part is how much engagement you are getting, how many real people find you as a person interesting to follow and to read, and to make sure that you can get 100 genuine fans on Twitter um, who can really, really want to support you from now on. But if you, only ha if, but if you have 15,000 and you aren't getting any likes, you aren't getting any comments, there aren't people who would recognize you if you went to an author event um, then it's not necessarily working for you. Um, so yeah. each one, I can't say for sure which one you should pursue. They all have their own positives. They all have their own negatives. Um, but I think Instagram is only going to grow, um, and I think that Instagram is a pretty darn good one. Well, I gives a person a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Um. You know, we wanted to hear a, a little bit uh, about um, some of your uh, your background. Uh, I, I know you wear several hats, including uh, the independent book review that you developed, uh, Sunbury Press, Paper Raven Books. Um, can you give us just a short uh, overview of what a typical day looks like and what those different uh, employers are or you know, what each of those entities is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I usually consider myself as someone who has three part-time jobs. Uh, the first uh, and priority number one is independent book review. I love it. It is my baby. Um, and I could be getting uh, emails um, and book review submissions and editorial book review purchases and uh, developmental editing services, I could be getting those on a daily basis. It depends on what, um, how we've been doing, how everybody has been finding out about independent book review. Um, there are months where we are more popular and I uh, go to work and find out that I can only do independent book review work for the first three days out of a week. Um, so it really depends on how well that is doing. And I um, hope it is always doing well. Uh, but it really does uh, depends. That is a little bit more up in the air in terms of what I'm doing on a weekly basis. Uh, but my independent book review work, um, a lot of the time is managing my book review team. I have uh, 12 editorial reviewers. Um, an editorial oh, review cool. is, uh, you, and then I have more of them. Uh, so there's a whole lot going on. Um, 12 editorial book reviewers who get paid uh, to review a book that we are paid to review. Um, so an editorial review works similarly to a sponsored book review. Um, and a sponsored uh -huh. book review is basically if you go to Kirkus and you uh, give them some money, um, they will review your book on their platform. An independent book review does something somewhat similar where um, if somebody comes in and purchases a review, that guarantees a review for them, but it doesn't automatically go up on our website. Our website only publishes books that, books, reviews of books that we would recommend. Um, so if you get a book review from us, if you purchase a book review from us, um, I send it over to a reader, and our reader takes uh, five weeks to comb through it, write a review, and to figure out whether or not they choose to recommend the book. If they choose to recommend it, awesome, we're going to publish it on the website. If they do not choose to, rep uh, to recommend it, then we send the review uh, as a PDF, an attachment to an email 
uh, where those authors can use pull quotes within the review. While it might not be overwhelmingly positive, there will be positive quotes in the review for them to use on their marketing material. Um, so oftentimes it, authors get uh, our reviews to make sure that they have a quote for their uh, bookmarks or their business cards or their websites or their Amazon editorial review section. Um, and so I do that uh, often. Uh, so those come in pretty regularly. Um, and then I also have about 12 more reviewers who I also manage um, who are reviewing books for free. Uh, so basically I get a whole bunch of free book submissions to get reviewed on our website. It does not require money in any way um, unless you choose to. Uh, all you have to do is send over your book, and I take a look through all the books that were submitted to us over a number of months and share those books in a document with my free reviewers. And those reviewers scroll the list, uh, see which ones they like, they, they ask if they can read one, um, and then they write a review for it. Um, so I manage that, those groups of reviewers as well as run the services department, independent book review, because uh, in addition to uh, the review stuff, we also just have every service um, almost every service that an author needs to self-publish their book. Uh, so we have cover design, we have copy editing, we have developmental editing, and all that good stuff. Um, so busy over there sometimes, not always busy over there sometimes. Um, so second job would be uh, let's just do Paper Raven Books for now. Uh, so that is an author services company based out of Colorado. Uh, they do a lot of nonfiction, but some fiction too. Um, and so basically I do a um, – I do – uh, book descriptions for them, as well as keyword and category research, figure out which ones are the most effective for them. Um, and I also, the book review target are over there. So I also find the, the Amazon reviews for them. Uh, and that one could uh, take up to 10 hours a week, usually, uh, for Paper Raven books. And then I work 20 hours a week uh, for Sunbury Press, or up to 20 hours a week for Sunbury Press, where... Um, YouTube and all the other many authors that we have over here, um, I work as uh, a sort of marketing coach a lot of the time to make sure that I talk our authors into how, how much they can do, what specifically they can do, and I uh, do all of the, the backside too where I'm working on book descriptions, working on keywords, uh, working on pitching outlets to make sure that we get reviewed, making sure our social media is up to date, making sure our blog is um, happening regularly and make sure that it has effective reader content. Um, so every week is different for me. Um, it's a lot of hats, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I still get to work with books a lot of the time, so I'm happy there. But are you just one person? That's uh, like a lot. Gosh, I know, <laughs> always right? <laughs> it is a lot. Yeah. I've been trying yeah. my best to, to make sure that I'm only working – uh, nine to five, but geez, that doesn't happen very often. So, <laughs> I guess not. I know you said yeah. earlier so, that you uh, you, know, you like literary fiction, and so I was wondering if you just have a favorite author, or genre, or even book, um, and you know, what types of books do you uh, review at IBR? All kinds, or just the particular genres? Um, and where do yeah, readers so find your reviews? Um, so IBR, um, does only small press and self-published books and they all work with, uh, narrative forms, um, or books about writing and publishing. But for the most part, mm -hmm. we do all fiction, um, middle grade up and then, um, narrative nonfiction. So memoirs work for us, autobiographies work for us, but we don't necessarily review academic texts. 
or um, things of that nature, um, unless mm-hmm. they're about publishing and writing, just because that's the stuff that I am all about. Um, so um, I personally, um, in 2020, I've decided to only read black authors, and I've read a whole lot of really, really awesome stuff over the last few months. Um, I just finished up Training School for Negro Girls by uh, Camille Acker. It's a collection of short stories uh, based on, um, and every single one of them is a as a black girl growing up um, and trying to figure out her way in the world and her role in the world, and it really, really affected me. Um, so I really, really love that one. Um, last year I read uh, Throw by Ruben Degollado, Degollado or Degolado, um, which is like a, uh, a Latino outsiders set in uh, the on the border of Texas and uh, Mexico, and that one was really, really awesome YA novel. Um, and last year I also read but didn't review um, The Deeper the Water, the Uglier the Fish uh, by Katya Apakina, and that one was, oh my gosh, I, my fiance also wrote, read that one, and we talked for, uh, I think, 24 straight hours about it. <laughs> it's my really, wow. really strong. Oh, my gosh. It is really good. We couldn't stop talking about it. Um, but I really like indie press literary fiction for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, my specific reviews, you can definitely just head over to independentbookview.com and see which ones I've been reading. Um, but also, um, if you head over to my personal website at uh, josephwalters.wordpress.com, I have a list of my publications, so you can definitely check that out, check out the blogs that I've written, and check out the reviews that I've written as well. Well, thank you. Well, um, we're starting to uh, come uh, uptight on time, but we did want to ask you um, just a little bit about any suggestions for marketing during the pandemic. Uh, I think we can run a few minutes long just to allow you to address that question, which I think is on a lot of our uh, listeners' minds, those listeners who are authors, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's a really, uh, it's a tough time for those who depend on in-person marketing, uh, like conferences and readings and things like that. Um, but there are still opportunities for you. Um, it's been fairly difficult also to grab, uh, media attention during this time. Um, but it is not impossible. So make sure that you are, uh, doing the research to find which publications, blogs included, uh, podcasts included, YouTube included, television included, Make sure that you are finding the places who focus on your type of work, what is inside of your uh, book, whether it be fiction or nonfiction. Uh, There are topics in there that you, if you feel comfortable speaking about, those can act as opportunities to reach out to new platforms. So make sure you recognize what it is your book contends with, what it discusses, um, in order to make sure that you are opening yourself up to a whole new uh, opportunity uh, because you can definitely search for book reviewers on Google. You can definitely search for book reviewers on social media and your genre book reviewers, um, but you will hit a, uh, you'll dry out the well. Um, so you'll always need to take a look at what parts of your book you haven't necessarily looked into yet and make sure that you tackle it that way. Um, but really, Staying away from that, um, make sure that you um, 
are pursuing your personal strategy um, effectively. And your personal strategy, you should absolutely just write it down on a piece of paper. What is the act? What is the active path that you are choosing to take? What is your personal goal? If your personal goal is to sell more books, you need to get way more specific than that. So if your personal goal is to make sure that you are increasing the number of followers you have on your newsletter, how are people finding your newsletter now? Which ways can you increase that number? If you are sending people, um, if the only way for people to sign up on your newsletter is through your uh, email signature and your website, what are you doing on your website to make sure that people are continually finding you? That would a lot of the time mean uh, making sure you're being active on social media. Blogging helps a lot in that sense. Um, and then also just make sure that you are um, finding new ways to increase your followers through um, consumer reviews and through uh, publicity reviews. Uh, so that's what I would recommend. I would probably just make sure that you are uh, – conscious about which specific strategy you find the most important at this time, and there are plenty of them, um, and tackling it in the most strategic way that you can. Write it all down um, and then tackle it that way. Okay. Well, that's um, a good idea, really. Yes, good advice. So yeah, we are I'm running sure. out of time, um, okay. and um, I, I think we need to wrap up. I, I say thank you, Joe, for joining us. Um, maybe you'd like to join us again when you're uh, finished with this book that you're working on. Um, for sure, yeah, it'd be fun. And, yeah, so th thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for and, having me. I had a lot of fun. And one more time, would you give our listeners your um, that the uh, online um, address for the IBR and yourself again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so head on over to independentbookreview.com. That would be the most important place for you to, mm -hmm. to find us. Um, and then the other places that we're active, make sure that um, – so we're on Twitter at Indie Book View, um, on Facebook at Independent Book Review, on Instagram at Independent Book Review. Um, and then if you want to follow me personally, um, I post more regularly on my personal Twitter uh, so that would be at Walters 13 um, And if you want to check out my website, which is attached to my Twitter, uh, it's just josephwalters.wordpress.com. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, are we out of time? Yeah, we are. So do you want to give uh, the reminder? Okay. Mm-hmm. A reminder to all our readers and listeners, our books are available at Sunbury Press, online bookstore, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other online retailers and bookstores. And any independent bookseller can order it. And a special thanks to all of you for listening to Milford House Mysteries. We hope you enjoyed our program. Very informative today. Our next podcast occurs on October the 8th when we will interview author Tamara Lush from 2.30 to 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, you can listen to some of our previous podcasts that you may have missed. Just search Milford House Mysteries on the BookSpeak Network and now on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, we'd love for you to leave us a review at one of those places as well. Uh,
please follow us on social media. I'm on the web at www.sherrynolton.com. I'm also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I'm on Facebook.com slash Carlisle Crime Cases. And my website is all lowercase www.carlislecrimecases.com. Thank you, Joe, for joining us. And until next time. Yes, thank you, Joe. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.